0: Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid, to them. avoid them. Here's your host, Stacy Jones.
1: Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. I'm Stacey Jones, and I'm so happy to be here with you all today. And I want to give a very warm welcome to Anna Tutskaya. Anna is the head of digital marketing at ManyChat, the world's leading chat marketing platform where she's helping to reshape the marketing strategies of nearly 2 million businesses around the world. With over a decade of experience, the self-made marketing maven, dynamic mother of two, and international entrepreneur has run successful businesses on two continents and is focused on developing innovative digital strategies to launch products and drive growth. Today, Anna and I are going to be chatting about how to reposition your digital marketing to convert by leveraging content and events to scale your reach. We'll learn what works from Anna's perspective, what should be avoided, and how some businesses just miss the mark. Anna, welcome. So happy to
0: have you here today. Hi, Stacey. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Of course, what I always love to do is starting off, how did you get here? What got you into love and marketing and digital? And now you're at this entire marketing platform that you're working at.
0: I love this question. I've been always an entrepreneur working at family real estate development business and then launching farm-to-table grocery store chain with my brother. And I've been doing it for, I don't know, five to seven years back where I'm from and really enjoying this you know, fast paced vibe and environment. But then things changed. I moved to the United States and I asked myself a question, what do I really enjoy doing out of all the things that I did as an entrepreneur? And I figured out that was marketing because the marketing, marketing is such a great combination of creative data, business, every brand needs it. And I really, really uh, dove deeper. And that's my world right now.
1: <laughs> You're working now at ManyChat and ManyChat is a digital platform um, that can you just share a little bit more about what it is so that we can dive in and, and explain how you guys are reapproaching marketing itself.
0: Let's do it. Uh, ManyChat is a chat marketing platform. We work with small, medium and medium businesses who want to build automation and to communicate with their customers on the channels their customers prefer. And that's the beauty of marketing that we face nowadays, right? We want to make sure that brands are there where their customers are. We want to make sure we understand our customers, what their problems, what their challenges, and we build personalized marketing to meet those needs. And everything, what I've just mentioned, you can pretty much do with ManyChat.
1: And so you and I were talking before we got on the call. And one of the struggles you found is that traditional digital, like you're just doing ads, you're targeting, you're throwing out there, it's not getting the engagement that you want. And it's not getting the conversions necessarily that we're maybe right now. Like it used to be that anyone walking down the street on an average day would get about 30,000 ads serve to them through television, through digital to, you know, and this study was done, gosh, at least 10 years ago. So I can't even imagine how many brands and ads and things that are being sold to us now and a normal, but when we're doing standard digital, it's getting really hard to stand out anymore.
0: You brought a really good point. The market is saturated. There is so much competition. I remember six years ago when you were launching Facebook ads and you would get 4x return on your investments, like it was mind blowing. All the brands wanted just spend, spend more and get bring those customers in. Unfortunately, it doesn't work um, any longer because everybody wants to get the same results. And the marketers need to get extremely creative and figuring out what they can provide to their potential customers or prospects or leads to stand out. And I had experience with ManyChat when we were launching the new product where we faced the same question, how to stand out the competition and how to be seen. And I think we got to pretty interesting results that I can uh, share with you.
1: And let's dive into that because, you know, with digital marketing right now, we're kind of at the mercy of Google. In a lot of ways, Google is setting the ad spend. It's saying you have competitors out there who are willing to spend two cents, five cents, a dollar more for every lead that Google gets. And so now you're in this never ending battle. It's kind of screwed you in such a way where you're dependent on digital. You know, that's how you can reach people, but Google's upping the ante all the time with what that cost is, but it's not necessarily resulting in higher conversion rates at the same time. So what you were sharing with me is that general digital, not leading so much, but events, I think you were
0: saying. Is that the volumes are pretty limited, right? So you are limited within the audience that already know they have that problem. But when you're launching a new product with a new creative solution, there might not be the market that is ready. It's very hard to do it with paid social ads because outside of Google, there is also Facebook, Instagram. TikTok now is a great channel. But within those channels, what there are two options that average marketer can do. They can start running ads or you can offer something else. And that's exactly where the events um, come. And the reason why I really enjoy events is it's a really good combination of entertaining where you're not just offering your product, but you're offering interesting solutions or education or entertaining that surrounds your product. And then you can also tap into interesting speakers that are outside of your expertise. And it's a really good opportunity to onboard new influencers if that is, you know, the channel that you also want to tap when you launch the product. Um, just a caveat to that, sometimes it's very hard to onboard the influencer. To advertise the product, but it's a very easy and fun way to onboard the influencers to promote the event. Mm-hmm. And then also on top of that, you can build beautiful funnels. Top, top uh, funnels, middle funnels, and low funnels where you actually convert users all within one event, introducing deep, different types of content there. And so that when we launched the new product, which was Instagram Automation, we thought what event we can put together um, that would be an interest, interest to a broad audience. And that's how we came up with Instagram Summit uh, that we launched this April, and we got to twenty six thousand registrations and converted them eventually into three thousand paying accounts.
1: Okay, so twenty six thousand registrations and converted to three thousand registered accounts is a massive number.
0: It's a massive number. Uh, three, actually, three thousand paying accounts. So it's not just registration. That's not even just accounts. So it's not signups. it's, yeah, like are it's like, not. Oh
1: my god, this is so cool. There's rock, I'm
0: going to sign up for it. Who a paying you? Exactly.
1: So y'all have a benefit there where you have a couple of things at play. One, you had a good proposition where people found value in it. You, you, know, you, you niched in enough where people found what you were selling um, was of high enough appeal for them to want to dial in because you actually partnered with an event that was spot on to your core consumer.
0: Right, Exactly. And that's, I think, every marketer should first figure out is to understand the consumer, understand what would be an interest for them, even outside of brands. Because if we uh, were just to build a summit around, let's say, Instagram automation or chatbots, we could never get to 26,000 registrations because people would just not be excited but then we went way outside of that and we put together just Instagram summit where a lot of emphasis i would say almost 60% of content was about how to build your Instagram followers you know how to put together exciting engaging content for them how to you know everything everything outside of product and only a tiny bit percentage of content was dedicated to products and 20% on actually how to use ManyChat, how to build automation, so on and so forth. And that allowed us to um, grab more volumes of people who are excited about the space and then push them down the funnel so they get interested within the product.
1: And so this is really something that's popped up. You know, it, it certainly existed before COVID, but the online education, the virtual worlds, which exists in live worlds now too, uh, have really become something that uh, brands can curate and customize and build and create extensions of themselves where it as you said aligns and touches upon the core brand but it offers an education and a value to the potential customer that is so appealing that you get part of the glow of it you get you become part of the overall Um, feel-good experience because of what you are actually providing that potential customer in exchange for attending. And they're giving back your love by signing up.
0: Exactly. And the goal, it's not the goal, the goal of the event always should be, you know, the end goal of the business. But I really like looking at it from the perspective of providing the value and making sure that you know the content and the strategies or whatever you are building the event around stands out and could be useful even if they decide not to use a product because you see the long tail effect after after the event happens mm-hmm. and people who might not be even interested or ready to use your product yet they can start spreading the word, right? They can start talking about, oh, I visited that event. Here is a really nice content that I consumed and shared it within their communities, share within their businesses, and bring more people in. If you just focus on the quality, you know, of um, the offer that you are doing, whether it's an event or any other, you know, content piece that you put out there.
1: And so what are the mistakes that some people make along the way of creating these events? What were you all very cognizant of wanting not to do? Um, and where did you find that you, you know, discovered things that you would not want to do again in the future? Like if you had to just give some advice to some of our listeners.
0: The biggest mistakes that I see is people focusing on the, their main conversion and their product. Right out of the gate, so we just you know discussed it with you, where the goal is to really you know step aside of your product and think like what can you offer, what is exciting, and then eventually you know nurture your audience and um, show them the main offer. That's the first one. The second one is generating leads for the event and dropping the leads and waiting for them to convert. themselves. I think that's the biggest challenge where you really need to be mindful and put together nurturing campaigns, making sure that you guide your leads throughout the way before they convert and become your product users. And then even after that, it's not related to the events, but making sure that you're always there for them, for your users and communicate while they are using your platform, your tool, or your service. So they stay with you longer. The lifetime value increases. Say so that's the second mistake. And the third one, let me actually think, what would that be? Is taking the events, I would say, lightly and underestimating the amount of focus and effort it goes into putting together the event mm-hmm because when we talk about online events you need to make sure that you A, acquire registrations then you make to want to make sure that those people actually show up at the event but then you also want to create an engaging events so if, so they stay within the event longer right and that engaging part is the most challenging, I would say, especially after, you know, having so many experiences offline, right? When you come to events, you meet real people, like there are fun, don't you know, karaoke nights when you hang out with them. So thinking how you can bring that piece into an online event and make it fun. Mm-hmm. And again, the nurturing, so on and so forth. So making sure you do not underestimate all little pieces that come into building the event to create great experience.
1: And are there anything that you saw that really stuck more with consumers, like the attendees, that they got really jazzed out about and excited?
0: I would say the quality of content and speakers. So when you tap into a good combination of celebrities, With well known names that usually talk about the basics, important stuff. So, for example, for IG Summit, we partnered with Seth Godin, and he was talking about the importance of the end customer, you know, how to create content for them. So, it's like very basic stuff that people get excited about. But then they also want to make sure you introduce content that is uh, on top of the news right now, right? And um, that's where we tapped into influencers who are very fresh and have high volumes of following. Mm -hmm. And then finally, get into the educators, more hands-on experience um, and uh, to provide more actionable type of content. So, that would be a very uh, important piece,
1: and you know I think you touched Anna on something that is what we all see at a lot of events: the power of a thought leader, the power of a celebrity, the power of someone who is known and admired by others. Really can bring in a lot of attention and get people to actually come. Um, you know, it's interesting; those thought leaders are very strong. They're very powerful. They command a lot of dollars to be there. Uh, but you're also in your lineup providing support by other people who are upcoming speakers or who are business niche experts that are providing a halo effect. So once someone is there and they're, they're, in, they're intrigued by the power name, they're getting those additional names as well to be able to um, learn from.
0: Exactly, and I think the beauty of this mix and combination is that you can't work work out the details of content with the celebrity. Very often, they already have, you know, their topics, their message that they want to bring across. But then, when you step down, you know, one letter, you are working with people who are more excited to look at content from multiple angles Mm -hmm. and frame it based on the needs of the user and frame the needs uh, based on the business. And that's how you can bring together top-level funnel where it's more about um, brand awareness, high-level education with down the funnel of more, you know, related to the product.
1: And then, were there other things that you did as part of the event, and I know it was a virtual event, that got people to stick around, to network, to participate with one another?
0: There were a lot of networking opportunities. So first of all, before the event, we had a couple of webinars where people were able to connect with each other and find peers, so they knew where they're going, and whom are they going with. Second of all, during the events, we created multiple rooms where people could actually get inside and communicate on different topics. So we actually had a room for agency owners, for influencer marketers, for content creators, and they were moderated by one of the speakers, but the agenda was pretty much open and dependent on what people were up to you know, dis- discussing. Then we invited a DJ, like online DJ. And we had a party where people actually turned their cameras on and they were dancing. <laughs> there was a Spotify list that they could download and then listen even after the event. Um, then we also had a photo booth where people could create shareable content And it was a huge, massive, massive hello effect where they shared it on their social media and people picked it up. And then they also downloaded snippets of their, you know, dancing videos. So all of that enabled great connection, great conversation, but then also content to share with their audience and show that they're there, they're having fun, they're learning, they're becoming experts.
1: And now you're actually creating an event that can be redone year after year because you're building a brand.
0: You are building the brand and you are building the community around this brand that is excited to spend time together, even outside of the brand. To give you an idea, we have a uh, Facebook community with over uh, 200,000 users who, of course, they are guided by, you know, the community moderators, community admins, but they're having fun there just by themselves. You know, they're helping each other out. They're asking marketing-related marketing, marketing related questions. They're asking how to launch products within their industry, how to build bots, you know, within their industry. And that's what people appreciate, to having this space, first of all, to having, you know, education, to having support of the brand, to have them all together, but then also space uh, to share and be and make friends and network.
1: Well, how can people learn more about uh, ManyChat? Like how can they, what do they need to know about it?
0: If you want to test out automation and chat marketing for your business, Just go to manychat.com, check out the website. We have free video courses that you can actually go and learn absolutely free and see if it makes sense for your business. But then also go ahead and register uh, with the product. I can also offer a free coupon for the whole month that you can test out all the pro features and get a ton of value out of it. The coupon is podcast. So just... As easy as that. That's easy. Register, use it. Use podcast. And there it is.
1: We'll have it in the show notes as well. So that makes it easy too. Perfect. And any last words of parting advice to our listeners? Like, Where would you suggest they go if they have a business and this is their idea potential to follow the successes that y'all have done?
0: My biggest advice would be, understanding the audience and figuring out what the audience would be the most excited about, then offering that to them, whether it's in the form of written content, whether it's in the form of um, making lives and actually, you know, communicating to them, answering their questions or throwing out events and conferences for them. And then After providing this value, you'll see how it's going to be way easier to convert those folks, not only to the users, but also brand advocates, ambassadors, and those who stay with you for a very long time.
1: That is excellent
0: advice to live by. So thank you. Thank you, Stacey. Really enjoyed our conversation.
1: Absolutely, Anna. And for all of our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. I look forward to chatting with you this next week. And until then, if you have any interest in learning ways that you can expand your awareness, leveraging pop culture and product placement and celebrity endorsements, please, please, please reach out to our team. And I look forward to chatting with you soon. Have a great one.